0: Hello. Good day, mate. Good to be back. Checkers. Chess. Crikey. Speak for yourself. <laughs> no, this one's not gonna have an opening talking point. Oh no? No, no. cold open? No, next one. We'll, okay. We'll, we'll we'll do it on the next
1: one. Alright. I don't ever talk about what I do <laughs> outside of work. That's true. Someone sold the gave away the goose, is that the expression? We were talking, I was talking to Jason about Oppenheimer and he told Zach
0: that we do a cast, and I was like, God turmer! I actually asked you if I could send an email out to my work before I left it telling people that we did a podcast and you said don't
1: yeah because I still work there yeah (laughs) that's why
0: I I considered you before I actually
1: did it yeah that's very it's big of you it's very considerate thank you for for not thank you for withholding
0: can you Gabe tell me what we're doing today we're recording a podcast (laughs) what episode are we making right now well there's a couple options it's really
1: up to you Steve (laughs) okay I can tell you who's in the studio with us. Who's in the
0: studio with us today? It's Allie! Allie, welcome back.
2: Thank you. The studio looks great.
0: It's never looked better, really. (laughs) It looks very similar to something that you've crafted. Yeah. Crafted? Like your house. Mm. Like minecrafting?
1: Hey. Minecraft's a really popular video game. It is. Mm. That's how we get the youth youth vote, is we tell them to Minecraft (laughs) to the polls. Pokemon, Minecraft to the polls. Is Pokemon popular outside of me liking it? You know, that's a great question. Um, I don't think Gen Z is as into it as you were, mm.
0: as you are. <laughs> I'm going to quote Gabe by saying, "Sage." Sage. Wow. That. Yep. Yeah. That's my quote.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one's. On, no one who's not on Twitch TV, terminally online, will understand that. That uh, reference.
0: That's true. But I, I still love saying don't it. just it. can
1: you say sadge Allie? Sadge. Sadge. It's like sad but it's like sadge. <laughs> Cuz it's an emote
0: on the website. So you have a little mm. sad. Do you know what an mm. emote is?
2: No, I don't.
0: <laughs> what is an emote, Steve? Let's get let's get to the second or third layer. I have to describe that. You tell me what an emote is. It's a little digital representation of an of a of a
1: emotion. <laughs> it's like a face. Hmm. And it's smiling or it's frowning. And it like an emoji. Yeah, like an emoji. Hmm. There you go. Interesting. Yep.
0: Well, today... There's your cold open that we're, we're not doing. <laughs> today we're talking about um, something that we've never talked about before. I think I've only mentioned it a couple times. Uh, because I... the The latter seasons hadn't been as strong, in my opinion, as the first. But this show just finished. It's called Marvelous... Mrs. Maisel. Oh, yeah. And Allie's here to help me talk about it because Gabe's not seen it. Nope. Oh, really? Not planning on it either. (laughs) There's just too much. I've heard it's great. So (laughs) this show does a lot of things exceptionally well and then does a few things. Just pretty well. uh, Differently than other shows would do them. Mm -hmm. Marvelous. It's hard... Not to talk about this show without mentioning the showrunner, uh, the person in charge, the person who is the head of basically all the quick-witted dialogue that you hear in the show. Her name is Amy Sherman Palladino, and she's most well-known for, I mean, this might put her even more on the map, but she, before this, she was most well-known for the Gilmore Girls. And if you've ever heard of Gilmore Girls... Nope. You've really never heard of it? I've heard of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just haven't watched it. Um, it was a show on the WBCW. It went for like seven or nine ep- seasons.
2: I think everyone's heard of Gilmore Girls.
0: Yeah, yeah. It went for seven or nine seasons, and it was, for a lot of people, a very comforting space to exist in for 45 minutes to an hour. It's about a young mom... And a young daughter; she had her when she was young. And but the whole show, like the, the the trademark of that show, is a very fast paced, very quick witted dialogue, and a lot of fun characters that yeah. interact between each other. Yeah, is that I've, how you would say that? I, I don't
2: yeah, there's there's just like a lot of playful interactions, and Lorelai Gilmore is kind of like the not the heart, but like the I feel like she's, like, the main example of that type of dialogue and, like, the things that she says. It's, like, that quick-witted, kind of fast, smart, very specific references. Like, I feel like Amy Sherman... Paladino. (laughs) Paladino, <laughs> she has like so many very specific references. And Lorelai Gilmore, she like exemplifies those. Like there's even an episode where she talks about like a Jewish comedian or she'll like reference right. things that eventually yeah. are in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So mm-hmm. um, obviously this was on her mind for a long time in the making.
0: Yeah. In both of the shows, Gilmore Girls and Marvelous Mrs. Maisel put women, female characters at the lead, at the head of the show. Mm-hmm. I would say that like she approaches both of the shows from like a heavy feminist perspective, mm-hmm. and really tries to showcase what women are capable of. And with Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, I think it went for five seasons, and it started off really strong. the The show is about a married couple, and the husband's trying to make it, or he's trying to like kind of strike it big with stand up comedy. And it ends up being that his wife is funnier than he is. And he ends up cheating on her, which he ends up regretting for most of the show. Um, And she, out of frustration, goes to one of the comedy clubs that he was performing at when he's not there and, like, basically does a whole stand-up routine, like improv, impromptu, and kills it. And she's discovered by... Um, this woman who really knows what it means to be a comic. And she kind of discovers her and then tries to promote her for the rest of the show by being her manager. And that's kind of the basis of the show. There's a lot of, again, like in Gilmore Girls, a lot of really fun characters, fun-loving characters. There's a lot of intelligence that's thrown around. It's it's, it's kind of like, um, who's the, the dude that does the uh, fast-paced dialogue? Aaron Sorkin? Yeah. It's very Aaron Sorkin in... It's writing and it's dialogue.
2: It's deeply rooted in like a New York Jewish identity. Yeah. All the main characters are all Jewish, so mm-hmm. there's like a lot of that type of humor mm-hmm. and explores like that identity.
1: Yeah. What, when is it set?
2: The fifties. The fifties. Late late fifties, and and then it bleeds over into the six early sixties. But in the last season, you also get to see the, what ends up happening in the future. Like there's clips in the beginning of every episode that show kind of like. What transpires, which was interesting.
0: Hmm. Yep. And before we get into the cast and what makes them so great, we're going to take a quick break to do the thing that we do for some reason and play a quick song for everybody. You need a name for this segment, Steve. It's called Interruption.
1: (laughs) What's that song?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And the song for the week, or for this episode, I guess, (laughs) let's pull a song from Paramore. Oh, It's called This Is Why, based off of, or it's based, it's off their new album. Love that album. And this song is really good. It's got a good hook. And I feel like it fits well with this episode. So here's, here's the song. welcome back it's so good to have you we're here we're talking about this is why (laughs) this is why we're talking about Marvelous Mrs. Maisel I hope you enjoyed the Paramore song all right Gabe this Ah. is is my favorite portion of our podcast I get to ask you to go through the cast for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel the show you haven't watched and then I can correct you along the way. Yes.
1: Okay. Well, I, c- I know one of them right off the bat. Maisel. Miss Miriam Midge Maisel. Yes. Herself. Yes. Is played by Rachel Brosnahan.
0: Mm-hmm. And she's going to be next scene in the new Superman movie as Lois Lane. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a good cast.
1: I think I've only seen her in that small part of the first few seasons of House of Cards. Remember
0: that? I do not remember her in that show. And no. that's it. But she's great. Love I remember her. what's her face? Kate something? Kate Mara? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting well. Spoiler, I
1: guess. No one cares anymore. House of Cards is old news. But Kate Mara gets thrown in front of a train. She does. The so subway. It is,
2: uh, the main guy.
1: Oh yeah. In, I never in watched real life. that. Oh. Wait.
2: <laughs> 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 we, what's his name again? Kevin. <laughs> I know the I know.
1: spaceman. Know. Uh, we also have Tony Shaloub. Yes. As her. Father. Father Father Yep Love that man
0: He's he so funny great. In the show He's yeah, great Really good
1: Susie Meyerson Is yep. played by Alex Borstein mm-hmm. Is that the woman Who discovers her Yes that, yeah. she the And
0: she's in
2: Some early Gilmore Girl episodes
0: Yep And she's also From Mad TV The old like <gasps> SNL Type Kind yeah. of spinoff show that,
2: She's funny
1: uh, No one ever talks About Mad TV anymore We got Michael Zegan As Joel My- Mazel. Is that her husband Yeah mm-hmm. That's the guy That cheats <laughs> on her well, he missed out. He really fucked up. <laughs> that's uh,
0: true. That's, that's part of the show.
1: Rose Wasteman, I guess that's the mother, yeah. is played by Maren Hinkle.
2: She's hilarious, too. She's
0: also really great, yeah. Is Moishy an uncle? Moish. Kevin Pollock. That's Joel's parents. Oh, dad. dad, yeah. And Caroline oh, Aaron. Oh, because Mazel's the husband's name. Yeah, yeah. Caroline Aaron. Yeah, Mazel's
1: Understand. The There's also a character named Zelda. That's pretty cool.
2: That's the house housemaid.
1: That's
0: Matilda Shidagis, And Lenny Bruce is played by Luke Kirby.
2: What? Uh, I was team Lenny Bruce. So was I. She did not end up with him.
0: Oh, no. And Stephanie Sue is in this from Everything Everywhere All at Once. What? And she ends up being... How long is she in the show? She's been in there for the last couple seasons. She's like one of the... um, She ends up being... A right. Well, she's like engaged to Joel for like a second. Oh my! Then she gets pregnant, and then what's what? right? Mm-hmm. She's not pregnant anymore. Drama. It is. It is drama. And then the last one worth mentioning. He was in there for a few episodes. They, they actually played on. They they brought in like a lot of cameos for this show. There's like a lot of people that pop up, and one of the notable ones is Zachary Levi. What? He comes in,
2: and the guy from Gilmore Girls. Um, yeah, from, from, this is Us. from This Is Us.
0: Yeah. Milo Ventimiglia. That's right. My Why didn't you lead with Heroes? Yeah, P- Heroes. He's Peter Petrelli. He's been in a lot of stuff, and he was in the show, too. So this show, I think, is really good. It takes place in the 1950s, as Ali said, late 1950s. And I feel like it kind of bleeds over into the 1960s, maybe. Yeah, I said that. But the one of the, the, the hallmarks that is so fantastic about this show that makes it worth watching, apart from great characters and uh, like a well-written script every episode it's really well written but the production design and the costume design is so amazing it it is mm-hmm. an absolute standout for this whole show mm-hmm. all the way through it's like they had a a, a extraordinary budget and they just nailed it mm-hmm. every time the show began
1: yeah
0: like they would have these Amazingly bombastic sets from the 50s, maybe early 60s time, and it was it was extraordinary to watch. Honestly, mm-hmm. it it made you feel like you were kind of watching Mad Men again. I felt yeah. at times
2: in a more yeah, like on a more comical, whimsical level. Yeah, everything was done very meticulously and over the top. And a lot of the episodes would start with like a a really good song. Like I, I just yeah always think there's like one episode that starts with the doris day song yeah and there's a gilmore girl episode that starts with the same song so it's fun to see kind of like the crossover the the the, the influence of the showrunner and um anyways you just feel like you're there it's really it's like delightful to watch yeah like beyond like some of the seasons not being as strong as others It's just fun to be in that world. Sure. Because I feel like even Mad Men, like, I would just turn it on because I, like, just want to watch Mad Men. Yeah, you just want to be in that world and, like, be immersed in it. And it's that same type of feeling, just on, like I said, a more, like, comical level. Is
1: that aesthetically your favorite time period?
2: I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I like it a lot. I liked it a lot as a kid.
0: primarily through the 60s. Like, I think it takes place from 63 to 69. Mm Mm-hmm. Like right 50s and 60s is
2: just like the style. I mean, everything but is just done.
0: Matt Weiner, Matthew Weiner, who made Mad Men, was so insane about the production design. He like, everything from in that show was either found at a flea market. It was, it was accurate and historic to and true to the era. There was nothing out of place for that show, for every scene, for every single set piece. It was absolutely insane. There's this story. Cause I, I knew a couple of people that worked on it where he, for example, they had apples on a table. And because at that time it was before hormones were introduced into food, the apples were really, really small. And they had like today's size apples, like big, like honking apples on the middle of the table. He made them like throw them away and bring in like really, really small, all new apples. Wow. That you, and, and everything was like you could pick it up and it would it would feel like you're in the mm-hmm. 60s. All that to say, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, I think, is of that same caliber. They did a lot of work to make you feel like you're fully immersed in that time period. Mm-hmm. And it's it's truly fantastic. Like, if the, if nothing else, you could watch that show. And I, I like Ali kind of just alluded to, I was calling it, like, the the comedic madman. Like, it's it's just fun to watch and just enjoy being in that time period
2: yeah and also just like you brought up it being a woman's journey like the things mm-hmm. that Mad Men explores and like the man's journey in that era and then this being like the woman's journey and her kind of um stepping out of one role and into another role and kind of making her making a new identity for herself, like based on her, like aspirations and sure. yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's, you get a totally different feel.
1: Yeah. You said than it, the Betty Draper, <laughs> the show's over now, is it? Yeah. Did she achieve her dream?
0: Yeah. So the, this is what the next thing I actually wanted to talk about. And, and, and the podcast on this, the last season like did something it, it didn't do before. It kind of time skipped a lot and it started showing you kind of vignettes of them in the future and them in the past, but also them in the future and how their relationships were playing out. Like Harry Potter style? Where you see them all at the train station? Uh, (laughs) This was more like jumping all over the place, like as far as the times. Oh, wow. It was showing you like something from the 70s, something from the 80s when she was a little bit older, they were a little bit older. Was it all Rachel Brosnahan, like in makeup and stuff? Yeah, they put her in old old person makeup. Yeah, very practical uh, as far as makeup and, and costume goes. But... The last season, I thought, like, I, 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 didn't, I never really thought about how the show was going to end. It kind of is one of those shows that could have just gone on forever. Mm-hmm. But so one thing that I, they brought up was that, like, her manager, Susie, they they brought up this idea that she essentially was in love with Midge the whole time, and they had this.
2: Was that explicit? I can't remember. Yeah,
0: I mean, it never never actually stated it explicitly, but it was heavily implied. That like well, Susie's the, the, gay. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. But but
2: that was not. It,
0: it was heavily implied that like the reason they they went into this really bad, um, not like a breakup, but they a bad like friendship breakup, where like Midge falling Midge out. yeah falling out where Midge did something or said something that hurt Susie, or Susie did something that that Midge couldn't trust her anymore. So they ended up not talking to each other for like fifteen or twenty years or something. So the show ended with them kind of as like, what is what is the term like old old birds or old maids or whatever,
2: but reconciled at the reconciled, end.
0: Reconciled, just talking on the phone every night, watching um, Jeopardy, and they just enjoyed each other's company, and and like so it, it kind of made the show be about
1: their them, friendship, their
0: friendship, which which it really was about them the whole time, uh, even though like the through line was you you just wanted Midge to succeed, um, and you wanted Susie to succeed too but kind of in a different way. So it showed, it showed them succeed throughout the vignettes showed the effects of, of like Midge's success and kind of the arrogance that went to her head and how, and the effect that it had on her kids. And then also through the falling out and then the reconciliation of the relationship between her and Susie and her manager. But then, yeah, it, it, it alluded to that, like that Susie has always kind of been in love with Midge ever since she met her. And i i didn't even think about that i i it was it was kind of an interesting thing to kind of introduce right before the show ends um but i guess if i went back and watched it i could kind of see that that was there i just like i never really put it together you know Mm -hmm. um and midge also enjoyed Susie's company and loved her as well but not i don't think romantically i think loved her more like a friend like a like a dear dear friend she like basically Midge even said she said something like this in the end of this season like the series that she couldn't have done it without her that like she's basically like her life partner almost (laughs) and that was Midge saying that about Susie not Susie saying that about Midge so Mm -hmm. I think there was like a a deep love for each other like as friends but also to take it a step further that Susie also felt romantically about Midge I don't know did you think that was odd
2: I, I wasn't, like, shocked, but it wasn't, like, an element I was expecting.
0: Yeah, I didn't expect it. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's all I was trying to say is it felt, like, I don't know. not sh- It didn't feel shoehorned in there, but, like, I just don't know if it was necessary. It did
2: seem, like, kind of tied together quickly, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, do you, you remember how the last season of Dark felt, like, where, like, everything felt really rushed? That's how this last season felt to me of, <laughs> of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel sure anyway interesting it seemed like they wanted to do more and they didn't have the time to get there because they were like being canceled or something so i don't know i don't know what i don't know what went on behind the scenes but i'm excited to see what amy sherman Palladino does next honestly in the sherman paladino cinematic universe the cinematic universe yeah because then f- the 30 to 40 years later the gilmore girls hit the scene right? Mm -hmm. They could exist in the same universe. Mm -hmm. You could just see an old Rachel Brosnahan show up on...
2: That's what what Lorelai and Rory watched, like, (laughs) on rerun.
0: Yeah. Oh, that would be funny. Yeah. Anyway, really, really good show. And right here, we should play that Doris Day song that you like so much. Okay, Sarah. Okay, Sarah. Sarah. Here it is. Here's Doris Day.
3: What, what will be, be, will be. When I grew up and fell in love, I asked my sweetheart, What lies ahead? Will we have rainbows day after day? Here's what my sweetheart said. K said, "Off, said off. Whatever will be, will be." not ours to see, que será, será, what will be, will be, que será, será,